Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Crew Talk. I'm your host, Matt Aho. Heard you Winkleman Brewers moving closer and closer to a spot in the playoffs. They've got one more road trip left. They have a game left against the Cardinals tonight, and then, or no, two games left against the Cardinals. Then a little bit, three games against the Marlins, and then they, they finish off in Milwaukee, where they'll hopefully have a, a playoff berth wrapped up. Um, What's kind of been your your thoughts so far? It's a little bit, a little bit of an offense resurgence, looks like since the uh, All Star break. A lot of guys really uh, stepping up and yeah, playing some really good baseball right now. Yeah, I mean, we saw you know a lot of scoring in that you know Yankee series, and then going to that Marlins series as well, beating them twelve zero in that first one, um, and then also just winning three out of four there, super clutch. Love to see that. And then also winning two out of three against the Nationals. Uh, and if we can possibly take three out of four here against the Cardinals, I think just winning these last, you know, three series, three, four series, actually, just would really help the team come and kind of going down the stretch, trying to, you know, get to that magic number. Yep. And that magic number right now, I believe, let me just check it real quick. I believe it's seven. Yeah. For I the thought. division. Yeah. Magic number. Um, so it's for the division six, wild card is five. So, you know, I mean, the Cubs are are struggling right now. They've lost. They won yesterday, but they lost five in a row. So um, we'll kind of talk about them going forward a little bit. But yeah, I think 
you know, they've been putting up good numbers offensively, but I'm still, I don't know, I'm still not totally bought in that this offense is fully back to be a team that's in, can truly like, make a run in the postseason. I mean, Mark Canna's really been, he's kind of stepped up as a guy that's been pretty good at the lead-up spot, but I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot of question marks and a lot of, you know, there's there's still a lot of inexperience in the in that roster that I'm just not sure what we're going to see. What are we going to see from Sal Freelich, who I really like so far, right, since he's been part of the big league club, but what's that going to look like come October? You know, Willie has been swinging the ball, swinging the bat a little bit better, but I'm just still am, I'm a little hesitant about kind of what they'll look like going into the into the postseason, assuming they they clinch a spot. And then of course there's also like Josh Donaldson, who I love. I think you know it's kind of a lose situation that we talked about before, where what well, best case scenario is he comes in and he's a guy that can be a consistent hitter at their base spot, and then worst case scenario is then they stay the same. I think. Um, Andrew Monasterio has been he's been formidable right at that spot, but it's really only positives from him. But like I said, I'm not totally bought in that their offense is totally different than the way they've been the the first three quarters of the season. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Donaldson. You know, we, we talked about him, you know, being signed, but we haven't really uh, talked about him since you know we've seen him play. I feel like, you know, he's been pretty clutch. He's, you know, came up big in some moments, had some big RBIs, some big runs. So, you know, that's definitely, you know, a, a good sight to see. And also, I mean, we, we still got to get Yelich back. I mean, he's still been kind of out of the lineup with that back injury. So we're, we're kind of waiting on him to come back as well. Yeah, they won't put him on the injured list, but he's, he's just not playing. Like, um, he's huge. I mean, he is kind of the X factor. I think going forward, they really are really realistic about making a to the postseason. Um, but they're set up super well. I mean, those three, big three, right? Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, and Brandon Woodruff. That's like murderers around. Those three guys, I think they, that New York series or New York into the following series, whoever they play after that. Across three starts, they allowed eight hits across 20-some, 24 run or 24 innings pitched. I mean, Burns went no-hit. He no-hit the eight no-hit innings against the Yankees. Woodruff throws a complete game, and then Fred Peralta has just an average day striking out nine and allowing two hits or two runs. So, um that's huge, right? I think that's like you cannot script a better three going into a wild card round. Absolutely, and you know, not to mention we have some I mean, still got guys like uh, Wade Miley, Adrian Hauser. You know, a pretty pretty valuable. You know, fourth and fifth guys in a rotation to you know, like on, on a lot of other teams, they would be you know a, a third a third starting pitcher for the most part. But the Brewers just have that much depth at that position, and I think you know. Other than maybe Andrew Chafin, I think the bullpen's looking incredible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's 
they're really set up for for a team that's like a sneaky good postseason team, like a dangerous team in the postseason. Really good hitting, good bullpen, good fielding. They're really not going to in the field, right? Like they're one of the best fielding teams in all of baseball. It's just, just can they get enough runs consistently to be a team that's going to be um, a major threat going forward? Yeah, I agree. It's definitely going to be all about the hitting. We're definitely going to need Yelich at his best. Uh, Contreras, you know, to continue hitting. Like you mentioned, Adamas has been hitting the ball, you know, a lot better since he got benched back in, I think it was August. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to need, you know, our kind of big money guys that we have a lot invested in to come up big if we want to, you know, truly make a run, like you mentioned, because we're going to need a lot of offensive production to win in the playoffs, as we've seen in the past. I mean, the Brewers have struggled in the past with scoring in the playoffs, and that's why we lose. So we need right. we need more. We need more offensive production. Yeah. So I want to play a game, a little segment, good call, bad call. I've got three scenarios here. I want you to say if you think it's a good call, something that you think makes sense going forward, or a bad call you disagree with. So, my first one that I have, Mark, lead up man, or should be in a lead position with a, a healthy Christian Yelich. Is that a good call or a bad call? I, I would personally say bad call. I, I think Yelich, at this point, has proven that he just deserves to be the, the leadoff man. I think we want him to have as many at-bats as possible when it comes to, you know, hitting through the rotation. Or hitting, yeah, hitting through the lineup, he needs to, you know, have the most at bats. He's, you know, he's our big money guy, and I think he he needs to stay at that spot. I mean, he has hit third in the past, um, so maybe you could put him back there, maybe second. But I like Mark Canna. I think he could. I think he can still hit in the top four. I just think Yelich should definitely be that leadoff guy. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm going to say it's a bad call as well. I think. Um, Mark Hanna, he's kind of stepped into that role since Yelch has been hurt, and he has an OPS of 8.59 at post All Star break, which is uh, better than Yelch's. He's batting seven. He has an OPS of 7.51. There's only nine games difference between them across that uh, stretch. Only six at bats difference. So he, I think he's been a better. I mean, it's it's tough, right? Because Yelch has been had back injury, but he's been a better hitter consistently and he's kind of between a better bat spot I think has really been productive from that spot and that kind of almost aided his return back to being uh, an MVP type form. So the next one I have is Andrew Chafin should only be used in blowout scenarios. Is that a good call or a bad call? Good call. I like that call. I I I I was excited when we got him because you know I mean you know the entire first half of the season I was advocating to for us to get a back end bullpen arm you know we got we and possibly lefty we did end up getting a lefty back end bullpen arm and he has been absolutely atrocious from what I've seen giving up so many runs in you know three run games four run games I I truly think it needs to be like a, like a ten to one blowout for him to be in at this point. Right, I, I I think it. Look, I understand why he came into the game against the Yankees. He kind of won just scheduling, right? But God, I mean, <laughs> there has to be better people ahead of him that he's not pitching in. Uh, I don't know, or even in, 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 
in up four runs, and then you look and the tying run is on is on deck, and then we have it. Like there is, I mean, Colin was very solid in his kind of long relief and the little bullpen game. Definitely. Uh, before we get to your last uh, good call, bad call, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with uh, the end of that segment and as well as, you know, looking forward to these next upcoming series because we're coming down the stretch here for the playoffs. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back on the Crew Talk podcast. We have the last of uh, Matt's good call, bad call segment. And then we're going to be moving on. Uh, looking ahead to our next couple of series moving down the stretch here. But, yeah, Matt, what's your uh, what's your last good call, bad call we're, we're looking at? So we're looking at postseason. Good call, bad call. First matchup best in a three-game series against the Cubs. Is that a good call or a bad call? I think I think it's a good call. I truly think it's a good call. I think with their pitching, I think, the, I think it gives the Brewers, you know, a solid chance to – Put up a put up some runs, um, and I wouldn't necessarily say their hitting lineup is you know that dangerous compared to some of the other teams in the NL like you know the Dodgers, the Braves, even even a wild card team like possibly like the Phillies, like they they they've got you know big bats in the lineup. So I I just personally I think the Cubs have done a great job this year being where they're at. You know, props to David Ross, he's done a great job with them, but I I, I don't. I don't really truly think they have very much of a chance after what I've seen, at least this far. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a good call as well. They've been – their offense has kind of come down to earth a little bit. Like I said, they lost five in a row. Of course, the only – you know, I think uh, the thing that they bring that no other team brings to the equation is, um, you know, their home base, right? They travel – travel well and that would be kind of a a raucous atmosphere to say at least in American Family Field for three games addressing the Cubs but I don't think uh, you know that doesn't really impact the play right it just is more of a experience factor right for the fans but I think yeah I think it's a good call they're a team that is kind of come down from earth from their really hard start hot start post all-star break and uh Really, any team in the NL Central, I think I feel pretty confident that the Brewers uh, can match up well in the in the postseason. So there you go. That was good call, bad call, presented by nobody. One, <laughs> I want to sponsor that segment. I want to sponsor. 
Crew Talk podcast. So yeah, looking ahead, they wrap up against the Cardinals, go to Miami and finish against the Marlins, and they come home. Yeah. Magic number six. When do you think, uh, assuming they clinch, which I sure hope they do, when do you, when do you think that will be, uh, when do you think it will happen? Or if it does happen, when do you think it will happen? I think at the latest it happens, you know, midway through that St. Louis series. Um, earliest, probably midway through that Marlin series. But again, I think, you know, having that, having that playoff, having that divisional lead locked up before we face the Cubs in that final three game series at home, you know, I think that that, that would be massive because, you know, like you mentioned, you know, that their, their fans travel, they're only, you know, 90 miles away. It's an hour and a half drive. And we know that they can take over American family field if they want to. Um, so I, I, I definitely would not like to, you know, have necessarily the division title on the line, with, you know, all of that going on and we us having to face them for that division title. So, yeah, definitely, definitely should have that locked up by uh, that St. Louis series. Uh, and a, a good start would be by finishing off this St. Louis series, you know, with two wins. Yeah, I think it will happen. Yeah, the first thing look good like is probably a good bet. Um, it would be... It would really not be a good situation. If the, if the Brewers still have not clinched the division by the time the Cubs come around, I don't really know. I mean, they... Well, the Cardinals, they're a division team, but they're not very good, right? I mean, they lost... To, Adam Wainwright, but that was like that was basically a Super Bowl, the Cardinal Super Bowl for the season, right? And Wainwright, two hundred wins at home, like you're not, they're not winning that game. So I feel pretty confident they can take. But they got five games left against the Cardinals. I think they can win three at least, right? Be above five hundred against the Cardinals, Marlins. They just played the Marlins, and. They fared pretty well against them. So, yeah, I think um, things are shaping up well for them to kind of have things clinched by by the time they uh, – by the by this time next week, midweek, midweek, they should have things wrapped up. And the, and the Cubs, they play the – they're playing the Pirates right now. And then they play the Rockies and the Braves. So, yeah, I feel pretty pretty good about where the Brewers are right now and, and going forward. Now, I do just want to say, I mean, pretty impressive season for the Brewers so far. I mean, a lot of people didn't peg us to necessarily, you know, be competing for this division title, and yet here we are. You know, we have it pretty much in hand. We both feel pretty confident. Yeah, you know, we're going to see a playoff berth. I'm excited. I know you're excited. We get to cover, you know, playoff baseball our first year on the podcast. So, you know, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. Uh, Hopefully, you know, that continues. And Craig Council, you know, is truly showing the fact that, you know, he might be one of the best managers, you know, in the the league currently. And, you know, possibly one of the best Brewers managers, you know, of all time. And it's, it's, I saw something about this the other day. He, like, where's the hype about Craig Council getting manager of the year? Like, I saw something that was like, oh, David Ross is going to get it. Like, I mean, is it like the Brewers are in that realm where they're just not good enough to be like, wow, like he's managing the best in baseball, but they're 
consistent where it's like, well, yeah, of course, the are like, they're always in the hunt for the division. This year is no different than Craig Council. So, you know, you kind of manager of the year goes to someone that's maybe not necessarily the best manager, but someone that's either gone above and beyond or turned something that's not great into something that is great. So I think that's kind of a shame, right? But Brewers currently have the fifth best record in Major League Baseball, and he's probably not going to win manager of the year. But it is what it is. It's just kind of uh, I do. I do just want to mention before we wrap up that, uh, you know, David Stearns left, left the organization to go, yep. you know, be the president over there at the uh, New York Mets. You know, we, we wish him well, but, you know, sayonara to David Stearns, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of one of those things where it's like, that was, the writing's been on the wall for that one for years. It doesn't seem like, I mean, especially once he moved positions to, what was he, uh, and like, I don't even know what his role was. He was like advisor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think you could have seen that one coming. I feel like he's always kind of been rumored to go to the Mets. So, I feel like it was one of those things where who's more valuable structurally? Craig Council. I would much rather see Council resign than, you know, they lose Craig Council, but David Stern stays. But I think it's a good move for the Mets. I think they'll. They'll, uh, I mean, it's really hard to do much worse than they did this year. So, I yeah, you uh, got a lot of money to work with over there in New York. So, yeah. So, wrap things up for another episode. Crew talk as we head down to the, uh, the home stretch of the season. You can find us on Twitter, Crew Talk FF, or X, really, I guess. Twitter X, whatever. Crew Talk FFSN, part of the Transfers Network. Um, yeah, they're fans for Sandwork. There's been a lot of uh, great coverage on how NFL post baseball, so check them out on Twitter, social media, YouTube. Yeah, that's uh, that's it for this this week's episode. <laughs>